people might come to Commerce and Chill thinking that we're telling you stories of things that we've heard about. This is lived, these are our lived experiences, either through the Soapbox, through Johnson Security, or other things that we've done. If you and or your family in business were impacted um, by any type of emergency, by the remnants of Hurricane Ida or anything else that's happened, our hearts and thoughts and prayers go out to you and know that you can reach out to us and we will encourage you to help you get back on your feet. back. Welcome to the latest episode of Commerce and Chill. I am Jessica Johnson-Cope. I'm Waleed. Hi, Waleed. What's good? Hey, Jess. What's going on? Yo, let me tell you. So yesterday, I get a call from um, a representative from one of the New York City agencies. The agency is DCAS, which stands for the Department for Citywide Administrative Services. They buy a lot of the services and products that New York City needs. So they got a gazillion dollar budget. And this particular representative, shout out to Latoya Berkeley. She called and she left the message. She's like, call me, I saw you on TV. So I'm like, on TV, am I in trouble? Was I looking foolish? Like, I hope I didn't embarrass you. So I call her back and she's like, I just want to tell you, I was at home with my husband, we flipping through the channels and I saw you on BronxNet, shout out to BronxNet. And you were talking about partnerships. And I called my kids in. I was like, look, she's one of the ladies that does business with my agency. She sold us some x-ray machines. Um, and so just want to say um, it's really beautiful when it all comes together, right? When people out there that we've built relationships with over the years see the work that we're doing behind the scenes so that we can have the opportunity to do business with them and to provide the products and services that organizations like the city of New York need. So um, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're watching your favorite podcast um, platform, don't forget you can go to BronxNet TV and BronxNet online to find Commerce and Chill. And there is money to be made if you work with your local municipalities, your local state, your um, federal government. So get them contracts, y'all, so you can let us know um, how the information we share for you share with you is helping you win. Why are you giving me that look? I'm just listening to your stories. You know, shout out to BronxNet for uh, having Commerce and Chill on and Aaron, our show. We greatly appreciate it. And for all the love you show us on uh, social media. So love the team over at BronxNet. Yeah, it's, you know, there's a lot of, I know you don't particularly care for this word, but like it's like synergy, like when it all comes together and it works. So hopefully we can expire other Bronx-based businesses. Other Bronx expire other Bronx Inspire. Oh. <laughs> no, we don't want to expire. Like, how do we expire them? No. I, I hope not. No. So last week this time, we were sitting here putting out the good information for you to see. Um, we went about our business, finished the day, did payroll, and then we were like, let's leave early because it was supposed to rain because we were supposed to get the what was left over, the remnants of Hurricane Ida. And so, I don't know. People weren't really expecting that much rain. And it wasn't until we got home and listened, and had the door open and the rain was coming down kind of hard. And then at about 10 o'clock, the phone started going off. I mean, aside from the alert, the weather alerts that you get on your phone, the phone started ringing with people talking about, oh, Mr. Cope, I can't get to work. Oh, there's rain in my, in my train station. I can't get to work. Now, I declare, before I turn 35, I don't remember the transportation system, the public transportation system in New York City ever shutting down. But since I've been, like, after I turned 35, I swear, 
the subways and buses have shut down no fewer than five times. Uh, yeah, I don't like. I can't say for sure. I don't, when I remember being younger, the subways shutting down. Never or the, ever. Like there were some delays, but I don't recall because we, like, we went to school. Like they had to be like. No lie. Literally, there had to be like a foot of snow or some nonsense like that for them to be like, okay, all schools are shut down. Now it's like, there's a flurry. Schools are closed. I'm like, damn. And, you know, we have more technology and advancements now than we had then. So I find it very interesting. So needless to say, as our employees were calling saying, Mr. Cope, I can't go to work. We were like looking at each other like, you're right, whatever. Like, you just don't want to go to work. And then we started hearing the stories about, oh, there's flooding in this train line and the, the water is up to the platform. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, overwhelmingly, our employees got to work and they made it work. They made yeah, it the majority happen. like were or already there or got there. There was, you know, there's a handful, you know, out of 200 people, there was a handful who didn't, um, who couldn't. There was a, there was a, a small handful who just tapped out. Like, they just looked outside and was like, oh, it's raining. I'm not going to work. And then there was another group who was legitimately out there trying to get to work and was like, the buses aren't running or, you know, I'm in the train station and they're, they're saying there's no no service between my station and where I need to transfer or where I get off at because flooding in the stations or whatever um, and flooding in the stations and some other stuff is, is a whole nother topic. Um, I can infrastructure, y'all. I tried to tell you about the infrastructure. Like I tried to hours. told you, but y'all didn't want to heard me. Listen, I, I listen. We've we've heard this before. Listen, we had what was it, Sandy before, mm-hmm. and it, we had a lot of flooding in the tunnels and in the in the subways. And listen, the subways have flooded before. Like I, I've seen plenty of photos online or videos where people are in the subway when it rains, you know, hard. No, it rains abnormally hard, and we're not even talking about a s- tropical storm or a hurricane or whatever Ida was classified as. There, there were people. It was like it, ju- it just freaking rained hard, and they had photos and videos of water coming in through the the air vents uh, in the train station or coming through, you know, flooding the the tunnels, you know, or Every, the platform. Was, and let's uh, to this day, let's be clear. And I sat on the community board for like eight years in our neighborhood. And they had this initiative where they created these designer covers where people can kind of sit on them to cover the air vents to keep water from going down in it. I just don't understand. In this day and age, like there are people living in a metal tube in space for like a year and doing whatever. And we can't figure out how to stop flooding in like a subway station. We can't figure out how to put some pumps in the subway so if the water does come because the system gets overwhelmed and i get it things get taxed etc etc you're telling me we can't figure out how to put some pumps or to put some diversion system in to pump out this water in in a quick amount of time and get the system running or prevent the system from shutting down or running at a modified schedule i find it hard to believe like we're sending we're sending spaceships to unmanned spaceships to we're going we're talking about going to mars to get red rocks and and we can't figure out how to pump some damn water out of a tunnel let me tell you something it ain't about we can't do it it's not a priority when you look at it our infrastructure is badly taxed and we're not investing in it we're not doing what needs to be done like simple like how about the gutters weren't cleaned in some neighborhoods so the sewer couldn't even take water down on a regular basis and then 
backed up in the streets and then it went into people's basements, et cetera. It went in their businesses. It went on first floors, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So there's opportunity for innovation, especially if you're innovation. How about if innovation, how about we just do some regular like oh, we had two feet of water in the store, home Depot pumps, PVC pipe, a hose dropped it in the water and an hour and a half, several hundreds of gallons in, in two basements, not just hours. I pumped out the business next door and the water was gone. You're telling me we can't have some pump somewhere in the subway system. Here comes the water. Hey, Jack, flip the switch. Water gone. Like, are you kidding me? Or, hey, look, water comes through this air vent. How about we build a little cover that goes up like this, that's a couple feet off the ground, and it curves or whatever, so water doesn't directly run into the grates that are out on the street that are just flat, even with the sidewalk. Like, that's not innovation. That's some we already have just put it into use like i don't know am i asking for too much no i'm just you know i'm sorry uh, so what i was going to saying. say is so all we went to bed they wake up thursday you know let's get a start early start now there's no more rain thursday right we get ready and then wally gets a call from mr davis shout out mr davis he's one of our delivery drivers and mr davis is like oh mr cole what happened there's no electricity and the the store is flooded like nah, I'm like what? He's nah, like, no, nah, he's he's really like uh, we got, and when he goes uh, I'm like something's wrong. He's like uh, we have a problem. Like Houston, we have a problem. He was like uh, the soapbox, we have a problem. Yeah, and he was like uh, the store is flooded. I'm like, what do you mean the store is flooded? So I rush over to the store. We uh, rush over to the store. Yeah, and uh, we got about two feet of water in the store. That's uh, upstairs, like on the ground level. Yeah, it started upstairs and then it all flowed down to the basement. So I mean, by the time we got there, there was really no visible water in the lobby, sh- but there was like mud and soot everywhere. Everywhere up, a, up, a, we could Cars see the water line the against the, the wall. Yeah, cars had floated onto the sidewalk. No, no, they didn't float. The water literally pushed. I said floated. No, they, they didn't float. The water pushed. The cars out of the street onto the sidewalks. Yeah, there's an intersection, the sidewalks. So yeah, they were like people open their cars door and perpendicularly. Like, neighbor particular. opened up their car door and like a couple gallons of water just rushed out. And I was like, there's still cars that are parked a week later, still on the sidewalk. They still have water and they still all fogged up. Windows all steamed up, looking like they having a a club club quarantine session in that mother. It's it's crazy. So then half the things that we had planned to do on Thursday we weren't able to do because you took on the role of chocolate MacGyver and got the we ran to Home Depot, got some pumps, got the water out the basement, got the water out the neighbor's basement, and then had to assess everything that happened. And so today we just wanted to briefly talk to you about dealing with unpredictability in business. In life, there are always gonna be some kind of storms, right? But you find a way to deal with it. In this particular storm, like nobody expected it to be rain. I don't know why they told us. You should listen to the forecaster. And I I remember, let me tell you this. I remember after um, Hurricane Katrina, I was in Dallas the weekend of Hurricane Katrina. And I was flying back home that Sunday. And there were some folks on my flight who had been in New Orleans and had the connection through Dallas. And they were like, oh, they had just come from the French Quarter. They were like, I don't know why they making us leave. I was supposed to be in New Orleans another two, three days. Man, they say it's going to rain. It's not going to rain. They lucky they left. This was the day before Hurricane Katrina hit. Oh, they, man, they just don't want us to have fun. So when I think of a hurricane and I think of Louisiana, I have that memory. And then fast forward to when 
the when the flood the levees broke in New Orleans. So I don't take that lightly. So I expected there to be rain and um, wasn't expecting the level of damage. And from what from all accounts, the number of deaths in our region are almost greater than the number of deaths by the by the rain um, than in Louisiana. And it's like we're like we're New York. Like we should have our stuff together. So. When it comes to you, as a country, we should have our stuff together. Not even this as New York. True. You're telling me we could build the Hoover Dam? This is true. To hold back whatever gajillion amount of water it holds back on a daily basis, and we can't figure this out. We can't figure out drainage from water in the sewer in a pipe and da 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 da. We can't figure this out. Like I don't know. But it's bigger than the infrastructure. It's bigger than the water. It's bigger than the sewer. It's your business. And there will be challenges. So, Cope, how do you deal with unforeseen challenges in your business? I just you have, I just assess them, mm-hmm. and then figure out what what the, what to do. Mm-hmm. So, when we pulled up to the store, we go in. First of all, there's no power. That was a whole nother, That's a whole nother mm-hmm. thing, right? Because all the water rushed into the way the, the way the, our connections are. Our breaker boxes, water rushed in through the outside vents because all the water on the outside, on the street flowing, rushed through all the air vents down into the basement, which cascaded over all the walls, which shorted out the the breaker boxes, right? And then flooded some of the electrical lines, which was crazy. We had to replace. Um, but it's, you know, you it's it's assessing it. Like, it's uncertainly. Like, you don't know. it. You can plan for stuff like... You have a fire drill. You have an evacuation plan. And I truly believe you should. There are some things you should have some type of plan for to be somewhat prepared to, just in case these things happen. But, you know, there are some things that you don't have a plan for. You didn't think about it. Like, oh, yeah, flooding. Like, I'm not going to think of the store getting two feet of water, you know, in the middle of the city. But it happens. So you, I go in. I look at what is what it is, assess the situation, and figure out how the hell you fix it. Mm-hmm. Because you can sit there and get caught up. We could have sat there and, and moaned for like whatever, two hours, you know, half a day. Woe is me. You know, why it happened to us? How come the people caught down the block didn't get flooded? Or, you know, whatever the case might be. I just figure it out and figure out what's the next move and just mm-hmm. and just, and move forward. Right. And then like we were in line at Home Depot before 830 because that Home Depot even got flooded. And as a result, they couldn't open up to the public until like I think they but, normally open at six. But still, they but, didn't open at but look at that. Like they flooded and Home Depot still open because somebody made the call at Home Depot to say people are going to need supplies. So what they did is they cordoned off part of the store that got flooded because the water just rushed in from their parking lot. You know, they got those big bay doors like garage doors. So water just goes underneath those and goes inside, but they cordon off that area, and you see the, the team members in there with those squeegee. Those, those squeegee machines where they clean yeah. it, squirts the water on the floor and it cleans it. But they're using those to suck the water up, and then people are like, "Oh, I need this," and then they got people running to different departments in the store to bring you the supplies. And in certain areas, they were like, "Oh, you can't, you can't go, you know, come back later," or they had somebody running right. in the store to pick up those supplies from those areas if you couldn't go to it. But the thing was. Like you ask, you know, what do you do? Like you got to get creative. So when we pulled up to Home Depot, I was like, oh, they're open, cool. But then when we parked, I, first we got a parking spot real fast. I was like, oh, it's probably not crowded. Yes, awesome. But then we see a line outside. I'm like, ah, the line is probably because of, um, you know, they want the COVID, like people to be spaced out. So I was like, then I was like, nah, they're not open yet. But then I saw the door open. I was like, 
something's in, then you could see part of the store was closed off and you could see water through the window. I was like, they cordoned people off because of the, they only letting a few people in because of the water. And I'm like, I wonder if they're even going to let people in. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I do is go on Home Depot's website and what I need to buy, I order it while I'm standing in line and have it sent to the pickup department. Your order is ready. They still want you to come pick it up. I know. I got to cancel that order. But it's it's about getting creative. So, like, you're standing in line waiting versus, like, oh, I hope we get in or why they got us in line. This is bullshit. Complaining to the people in front of me or the people behind me or getting involved in whatever gossip they're talking about. I'm figuring out how do I beat the five people in front of me who probably did to get a pump too. I need to buy a pump before they get it. And you know everybody wasn't there to get a get a pump, but I'm thinking like it's t it's 20 people in front of me. They all buying a pump. How many pumps are they gonna have in stock? I'm going to their website and I'm ordering two of them right now for pickup. And then when I get to the front of the line, they could just be like, oh, go to the pickup desk and get it. So it, it's, it's, you know, it's just about it. The big thing is really, I guess, adapting. Right. And now I'll say that you may have heard me say this before. Money likes movement. And so um, in the times of uncertainty, you need to move and take some type of action. While Waleed was taking care of things at the store, I jumped in the car to head uptown to come here to Johnson Security because we still had stuff to do. We had to get ready for payroll knowing that this week was a holiday week, so we were going to lose a day, um, knowing that people were going to come in for orientation. And so I started reaching out either by phone, by text, um, to the office staff members to see whether or not they were able to make it in. Mr. Tin, Mr. Chin, shout out to Mr. Chin, our new finance. Mr. Tin, Mr. Chin, T. Chin, Tommy. Um, I had texted him and like, oh, you know, it may take you a little bit longer to get in because of the transportation. Let me know how it's going. And so he texts me. And he's like, Miss Johnson, I'm at Grand Central Station um, and there's there. The trains are not coming. I can't even get off my train. I'm going back to Queens. I'm like, why are you going back to Queens? Little did I know he was going back to his house because he figured he could better get a car service from his house to the office than to get car service from Midtown Manhattan, which made a lot of sense. But as he's texting me, I was driving through Queens. I was literally 10 minutes away from where he lived. I'm like, OK, meet me at this corner. And so. It all came together. He met me at, like, I got off where I was. I made three turns and I was on his block. He came across the street, jumped in the car, and we were in the Bronx in like 15 minutes. And then as we we're driving, we see that the traffic is at a stop because the cars got overcome by water on the highway. And so there were cars blocking the traffic. The traffic couldn't go. We got off the highway, went another turn, did another turn. No traffic. We were here, did our business, whatever. I'm finished the day strong. Cope. Give the people five ways they can address uncertainty in business and in life. Five ways. Five can, ways. Um, first, I say you need to be flexible. Okay. Like, don't be all super rigid. <laughs> happens. Be willing to change. You ever see those movies where Which there's ones? like an assault on like a town or a village and like the people have to run and like and they, they flee into like the mountains or the, or the jungle. And there's always two groups or even in the zombie movies too. Like this probably be a better zombie one, movies. right? I can't wait for the zombie apocalypse to happen, but let's use the zombie movies, right? There's always two groups. There's the one group that when it is going wrong, they're like, Oh, zombies and they want to hunker down lock themselves in like a, a house or apartment or whatever and they're like we're just gonna ride this out and then there's another group that's like that we got to go on the move like if we keep moving like we could get supplies and we could blah 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 and you notice the group that typically hunkers down and stays still and stays stagnant in this one place 
they get devoured. <laughs> Sooner or later, like the house gets overrun, the apartment door caves they in. They run out of food. And they, they run out of food other. and they're like, what do we do? But then the group that's steadily on the move, like they might lose a member here and there or somebody gets hurt, but they keep making progress because they on the move. Like they steady, they keep movement going. They taking action. So, and you, they be, and they're being flexible. Like, oh, look, Zombies over there. All right. We can't go that way. The plan was to get to. Double what, tap. Double right. tap. So we, the plan was to get to the, 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 the compound this way. Now we got to take a detour. Like they're flexible. Right. So I'd say, you know, be flexible. That's one. Um, be transparent. Okay. Um, at the box. Listen, place was flooded. I called one of the team members that was supposed to be coming. And I was like, don't come to work today. We're closed. For a brief second, I was like, this. Like I'm annoyed this water in the store beep beep. beep 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 just beep everything i'm saying right now i was for a hot second i was super annoyed and i was like wait a minute what the f- you doing you're gonna close the store like this water what's the next move like because this ain't the, this ain't this ain't the, this ain't the last day it ain't the end so then i called the manager she, she wasn't said to come into the afternoon so i called her and woke her up hello she always sounds like she's sleeping no matter what when i call her even in the middle of the day that's the running joke but I was like, listen, I'm at the hardware store. I'm picking up some stuff. I'll call you back when I'm headed to the store. Call uh, the other team member, Passad, and let her know we're still going to work today. And just let her know when, when I get there, we'll send an Uber for her to come back to work. Because she was already in the cab coming to the store because she couldn't get the trains because the trains were still all screwed up from the uh, rain the night before. And then we were also transparent with the customers. Right. So when I say, and when we say transparent, like we told them, listen, there's no power. There's no this. You could come into the store and pick your stuff up, but you can't use credit. You could pay cash. We could email you a link and you can pay online or you could pick it up later. There were some people that came was like, oh yeah, I want to pick it up. I'm like, listen, we're not give, we can't give you your clothes because some of the stuff, depending on the proximity it was in the store on the shelves, it was close to water, so we want to rewash everything so, so it, it has so a fresh clean. smell so fresh versus so the smell of, like, all this water that was mm-hmm. in the store. So we sent a lot of stuff out, um, you know, to our um, processing store, and we redid the orders so they would have the same quality that the customers used to. That's too. But so we were transparent. And the other thing, I was transparent with the team. I was like, listen, this is what it is. We have no power, and this is how we're going to get through it. And we're going to figure this out as we go. People um, are looking for leaders. Um. What else? You Number doing? three. I would say, you know, take action, mm-hmm. right? So figure out what it is you want to do, what the plan is, and implement it. Take action and do it. And we talked about flexibility. If the plan doesn't work, be quick to, to change it, to be flexible with it, because stuff is going to happen on the fly. Like, I figured I was going to pump the basements out one way, and then I get there and I look at the neighbor's basement and I see some electrical wires hanging in the water, and I'm like, I don't know if it's going to work the way I thought it was going to work. And I had to come up with another plan to, you know, to, to, to get PVC pipe and screw it to the pump and then get a hose and get it all out real fast. Well, so, even with repl- repl- replacing the electrical box, right? You got a quote for somebody, and you were expecting it to be one thing, but then when he started doing the work, he realized that... Right, a two-hour job turned into, so, like, an eight-hour job. In that... He could better prepare us for future success if he tweaked the changes that he was making. Right. Instead and of so that helped not just it, us, right. it helped our neighbors. So you not only want to execute and implement, but you want to optimize because you don't want to just look at the, the, the moment. You want to be forward thinking. What's number four? Um, listen, things are going to be, you know, unclear 
um, you know, ambiguity is going to be there. You're not going to know everything. You just got to embrace things, the unknown, and just move forward with it and then figure it out as you do. You're not going to have the answers. You're not going to have a, a detailed game plan for every single thing. But some things you're going to have to listen. You're going to have to shotgun it. It's, it's football. It's a, it's a last play of the game. You need to get it in the end zone. What was, what was the uh, preseason Jets game la- the other week? The Jets versus the Giants? Oh, no. Oh, no. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Jets, the... the, the, the they- it was a preseason game, and they ended up tying it, the game, and I was like, the f- they mean it's a tie. Like, keep get, keep playing until somebody wins. But you was like, oh, it's preseason. Like, if it's a tie and the clock expires, they don't go to overtime. But the last minute, they called this crazy play and they just threw it to the end zone and they yeah, scored right and they tied the game so you know you, you got to win you got to call an audible yeah right um and the, the last one i would just say you know be a leader even though it's times of uncertainty grab the you know the horse by the rein and go with it like and just go with it and and that way your team members uh who are working with you they'll be like if you're clear and you have a plan listen even though the store got flooded, we had no power for a couple of days. We, and we were in there working, like moving stuff and clean up. It was a lot of work. But I, I'm willing to bet we had more fun as a team that day in there, minus the part where I fell in three feet of water. With, with the grease from the chick, fried but, chicken yeah, place. We're not even going to talk about how I smell like French fries and like old chicken for like the past two days after that, because the, the restaurant two doors over had all this oil stored in their basement, cooking oil. And it somehow, the, I guess the, the barrels or the whatever they had to store it in spilled over or I don't know what happened. All I know is at one point I'm looking at the water in the basement next door to ours, which shares our basement started coming over. And it's just this oil floating on top of it. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, maybe that's like oil. coming towards I'm thinking the do landlord do has do like an oil boiler. Do. And I'm like, but it's not the right color for it to be number two oil for the boiler. I'm like, this is like cooking oil. And it was all dark and brown. So it was used cooking oil. And I slipped and fell in three feet of that. Leadership. Stuff. Um, yeah. Th- thank God uh, Espinosa wasn't there to capture that content. Um, but that would have been awesome for the archives. But yeah, it's, it's just like we probably had the most fun that day working hard and through the uncertainty and just getting things done. And the team could see like we were making progress and a sense of when the power came back on, they were everybody was in there celebrating like we just discovered fire. It was just like, yeah, we got power. And then when Verizon came, shout out to Christopher over Verizon who showed up. And then got, because all of our um, internet internet equipment was underwater. Mm-hmm. So the routers, the modem, none of that worked. It was all it was all underwater. So when I picked it up <laughs> and I turned it sideways, water poured out. I was like, I guess this ain't drying out. And then Christopher was like, you should have just put it in rice. I was like, bro, I put it all in rice. It still don't work. But, you know, he came out and got it back. And then we got internet. Everybody was like ecstatic then because now we were back to, you know, where we were prior to the storm. So this is real life. So I mean, like those are the five. You know, people might come to Commerce and Chill thinking that we're telling you stories of things that we heard about. This is lived. These are our lived experiences, either through the soapbox, through Johnson Security, or other things that we've done. If you and or your family in business were impacted 
um, by any type of emergency, by the remnants of Hurricane Ida or anything else that's happened, our hearts and thoughts and prayers go out to you and know that you can reach out to us and we will encourage you to help you get back on your feet. Um, but know that when you're dealing with the un unpredictability and surprises in business, you can make a rebound. And, and on a good note, well, to see the silver lining, the rainbow of the situation is because so many people in the neighborhood had flooding, they had an abundance of laundry and dry cleaning that they now want us to clean for them. So um, we're busier than we were last week before the storm. And we have the opportunity to be a blessing to others um, in you know, helping them out with, with getting those services done. Right.